Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Oi, what's the best game where you get to eat pie? What's the best game where you play a dead guy? I You'll find out in DG247's podcast. Here, what's the best game where you swing from a roof? And what's the best game where you battle the pole? Like I said, you will find out in this your podcast. Hello and welcome to VG247's Best Games Ever podcast, where we attempt to find the best game within a very specific category. Uh, For example, this week, we're looking for the best Zelda game that isn't a Zelda game. What could we possibly mean by that? It could mean a sort of tropey dungeon crawler, where every time you defeat a boss, they drop a piece of equipment that allows you to unlock a section of the overworld that was previously locked off. Uh, It could mean a game where you play a wee guy in a pointy hat. Uh, And after May the 12th of this year, it could mean anything that allows you to build a wonky car out of random bits of tree. Uh, Speaking of things that are misshapen and a bit wooden, I'm joined today by (laughs) Tom Ory. What are you suggesting? You don't need to read too much into it, I promise. Uh, Alex Donaldson and James Billcliffe. Hello, James. Uh, Hello. So James Billcliffe is having fun with framing. <laughs> <laughs> well, in in the comment of the last video, somebody said that I look like sixty percent of what they imagined. So I'm trying to <laughs> I'm trying to get in the extra forty percent. Oh, what a great start to being on video there. You've cut off part of your face. That's you only showing the 60% they recognised as But you. that means I'm really big. So obviously this topic is inspired by the recent release of Tears of the Kingdom, uh, which is once again a great name for a game living in a nation that's just, you know, lost a monarch, sadly. Is that is that game out now in podcast world? I think it's out now in podcast world, or it's it might like, be. It's either out now or it's imminently out, out now. I am too baby-brained to check. It's so, like Christmas special in January in uh, yeah, June. Yeah, exactly. We're doing the Zelda special in Put June. Put the snow on. Oh, no, I've just checked. This will be going out on uh, Zelda release day. Oh, okay. So, so the so review embargo was today. yesterday. <laughs> it's the out today, kids. You should go and buy it. Yeah, yeah. the review embargo. Yeah. Uh, so, so the review has been on VG247 for at least 12 hours now. You should go and check it out. Yeah, go and read James's review, and then you can read mine elsewhere if you want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a big topic because Zelda has been a hugely influential game uh, over the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say structurally in particular, it's been a hugely influential game. There are lots of secret Zelda games out there that you wouldn't necessarily mm-hmm. think of as Zelda games. The, 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 the example that comes to mind often with uh, I've talked about it with friends in the past is is uh, Tomb Raider uh, in, in a lot of ways uh, Tomb Raider 2013 in particular mm-hmm. um, but this topic could be interpreted in any number of ways and that's where the game lives I want to ask because Alex you haven't been on the podcast for so long it feels like weeks because uh, you've been busy with Zelda and other things uh, what is your pick what is the best Zelda game that isn't a Zelda game in your opinion it's funny because I, I, I totally, yeah, I, I, initially I was like, oh, I'm going to interpret this in a in a really cheeky way. Mm. And, you know, I thought about saying Zelda 2 because obviously that is, <laughs> is hugely different to the rest of the series and it doesn't feel like a Zelda yeah. game. And the, the story with Zelda 2 obviously was that came out in the wake of Dragon Quest. 
and maybe Final Fantasy. And so they tried to make a game that was a bit more like those games. And that's where you got that weird ass platformer RPG sort of thing. Then I thought mm. about Zelda spin-offs, but not many of those are really that good. So I couldn't really say something like Link's crossbow training. Yeah. Um, so in the end, I, I have gone with one of the, ob- I think there are two obvious picks in my opinion. And yeah. of those two, one of them is sort of a mid game. And one of them is right. a truly excellent game. And yeah. so I've gone with the truly excellent game. And that is, of course, Akami. Um, Akami. He's, he's only gone and done it. <laughs> because I think this game is really, really interesting because it is le- legitimately, I would say, a Zelda clone. Like uh, yeah, yeah. Hideki Kamiya, you know, most famous now for Bayonetta and stuff, back then at Capcom and Clover Studio. And legitimately, he's a huge Zelda fan. He's massive on it. And... He wanted to make that sort of game. But one of the things that's really interesting is obviously in Akami, you play as a wolf, basically. Mm. And it came out four months before Twilight Princess. So it's that weird right. thing of, you know, th- there's a word for it and I can't for the life of me think of what that word is. But you know when like, um, it's like, wait, it's like the buses two come along at once thing with media properties where it's like the deep suddenly... like the Armageddon. Yeah, yeah. or, or um, Bugs Life and... It's like, you know, serendipity just happens and these things that are very similar come out at the same time. And so you did have Akami come out on PS2 in April 2006 and then Twilight Princess came out on GameCube and I guess, and, and we, of course, what, in November 2006? And they both had yeah. this element of playing of a Zelda-style game where you play as a four-legged canine animal. It's a beautiful game. I think the design is interesting in the sense that it's very inspired by Zelda, but it does do a couple of things to really take itself apart from Zelda. It definitely brings its own kind of stuff to the table, doesn't it? The stuff with the brush and all that sort Mm. of stuff. I love the art style. I love the way it looks. I love the way it feels. The soundtrack's beautiful. The uh, promotional artwork is beautiful. Led to some wonderful uh, cosplay with people dressing up their dogs, especially those people <laughs> who've got samoids, because they're, they're yeah, perfect yeah. for it. Yeah. And of course, you know, it's just it's got a wonderful place in gaming history for when, uh, in the ultimate Capcom moment uh, for the Wii port, they accidentally they literally just downloaded the uh, box art off IGN and printed it, and the initial print run of the Wii had an IGN watermark on the box. I which bet is IGN classic. loved it. <laughs> um, you know that is very. That was the era when Capcom couldn't even spell its own name on the side of on the side of boxes and press releases, like it would be down as Cap Capom and stuff like that. So it was a golden it was a golden age in many many levels. But yeah, Akami, it's it's definitely it's an obvious one. Um, mm. There is one other obvious one that's three D, and I think there's a couple of obvious ones that are two D. Want to give a shout out because I know no one will say it to Final Fantasy Legend, which I was going to say. Is there a Final Fantasy game? You can get into this and you've done yeah. it. Final Fantasy Legend, Game Boy <laughs> game, uh, black and white. Final Fantasy Legend basically um, became a different series over time. So there were three yeah. of those games on Game Boy and they basically turned that into a completely different uh, franchise, into the saga franchise. But Final Fantasy Legend 1 is totally very Zelda-esque. It's a mix of Zelda stuff and um, Final Fantasy stuff. And it's notable for the fact that you leg- you legitimately just fight and kill God at the end, which is great. Yeah. So it's like Star Trek V. <laughs> yeah. 
And there we go. We got Star Trek in as well. So yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's ticking all the boxes now. Um, lovely. So yeah, Akami is wonderful. I first played it when the the Wii version came out, and of course, uh, the wonderful thing about that port was that the 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 brush magic yes. stuff um, used the used the Wiimote to do the like the little the drawings and symbols and stuff, and it was so suited to that particular platform. It was, uh, it was quite amazing to me that this was on the PS2 first because it feels like a game that's designed for the Wii. Uh, I mean, I'm just a cliche to say it, but from the ground up, like like with with features of that particular platform in mind. Um, and then uh, I got the, the HD remaster on uh, on PS4 and played it, thinking I don't know how the magic's going to work, and it worked fine. So yeah, yeah. actually, the, yeah. The, 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 yeah. <laughs> it was one of those few. There were a lot of Wii ports back then, right, where they were adapting games and they were a bit dodgy in terms of how they inserted yeah. um, the motion controls in. But that was one of the good ones, actually. Yeah, sequel's pretty uh, good as well. Like, I mean, yeah. obviously, your spin-off rather. Um, they did a DS game, and yeah, it's, it's really funny yeah. because they did that DS game, and it is totally the same way. There are now sort of two threads of Zelda. There's like a 3D. Well, actually, the DS game is still 3D, but the same way at that time there were two threads of Zelda. There was sort of the spirit tracks. Um, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, Phantom Hourglass thread, and then there was the console thread. It's the same way, right? Breath of the Wild or Tears of the Kingdom will be out. But actually, the funny thing is, we won't see a game from these guys for ages, but we haven't heard anything from the team that makes 2D Zelda's for like five years now. So I'm sure yeah. we'll get something there. But it's funny, even in that sense, Akami ended up mirroring Zelda in the sense that they, they did a little cutesy DS one, and the cutesy DS one lifted from the DS sort of handheld Zelda's in the same way that the big game lifted from the big Zeldas. Really good pick, that. I've not played it. Yes, you have, haven't you? I've no. also not played I was, it. I keep wanting to buy it for Steam Deck, but I've set myself a limit of £5. <laughs> and that's it. Like, I'll just play any old crap until this goes to <laughs> under £5, and then yeah. I'll buy it. Yeah. It's on sale right now, Tom, for seven ninety nine. Too much. That's too, I've said £5. Yeah. I will not go above 5 Cap Capcom, you've heard his offer. So <laughs> If you want £5, Capcom... Yeah, cut the price. Ideally could, on Steam. You could not you could on do a third-party key yeah. seller site. You could win an easy five pounds right now, Capcom, if you just made that call. Um, you know, this ties into what we've heard today, where the market research has shown that games being priced at seventy quid is hurting sales uh, in terms well, of raw unit numbers. So. It's one of those weird things, though. I mean, that is hurting sales, but also economies are struggling, and we're in we're on the cusp yeah. of a horrific recession, and people are panicking, and inflation's yeah. sky high. So, is it the price of games going up, or is it the fact that people can't afford food? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. It's also the kind of people who like are like that into games that they would pay 70 pound for a launch sort of mm. like game on, on the ps5 uh day one they're also the kind of people who know that like well every game that comes out needs nine patches before it actually works so i'm yeah. just gonna wait a bit so it's like there's a bit of consumer savvy going on i reckon also anyway you gotta say you got the classic response i pay 70 quid for torok <laughs> you gotta say yeah, that every I... time every time yeah. game cost comes up you just bring that up and then you can't argue with it anymore. I want to say that um, Conker's Bad Fur Day was either 80 or 90 pounds when it came out. Because I recall having to beg and plead because even though I had saved up the money, um, there was resistance to let me to have it. Not because of the content of the game, but because 
my family felt it was ridiculous to spend that much on a game when you could get yeah. Mario for 30 quid less or whatever. Like 90 quid is a lot of money now, let alone in the late 90s. Yeah. Uh, but it, we're starting to sound like a proper games podcast now. Let's move on from that very quickly. All right. Um, uh, Tom's going last again. James, what? can I uh, please hear what you've got to contribute? Based on what we've just said, my choice is not just the perfect uh, best Zelda game that isn't a Zelda game right? Well, okay. in general, Fight but talk. for the, the current climate as well, because okay. my pick is completely free. <laughs> it's dozens and dozens of hours. It's an exceptional game. It is actually genuinely really, really good. I've chosen Genshin Impact, yeah. which is... <laughs> I knew that I was going to get some pushback because I don't think a lot of people here have... I've played it, but I've played a fair amount of it. I just well, I played like the opening sort of hour of it. I mean, it's all right, isn't it? But so yeah, once you get really get going, it's obviously so for people that haven't played it, it is literally the bones of Breath of the Wild, uh, reskinned in a in an anime flavor with uh, a gachapon full of different characters, and Mm. you have this like massive expansive story where. You are a otherworldly traveler and you pick your own character and you go through this story where you, you, you battle alongside and against this. I, I don't want to do spoilers <laughs> here. This sort of, uh, the, this unknowable, this unknown evil and you, you fight alongside these uh, elemental archons and the, the gods of the world and all of that's very Zelda as well. It's obviously immen- immensely inspired by but the the mechanical basis of it is so one-to-one with Breath of the Wild that you have this excellent, like I say, mechanical basis. And then you have a really fun, a really interesting, free, huge storyline on top of it. Plus, it looks absolutely fantastic on PS5 and all of the new consoles and on PC. I don't think that that can go under the radar, particularly with people looking for these big budget, really flashy and engrossing experiences for less and less money now. I think mm. that the the Hoyoverse sort of stable of games, of the sort of insidious core of these mobile and free-to-play games is always about how uh, you, they're just trying to sell you microtransactions, they're just trying to do this or that. But the way that the, the, the Hoyoverse games work is almost more insidious that they <laughs> yes, make this is the a fucking brilliant game that you really, really enjoy. And then like, oh, I might yeah. as well get all of these great characters and build out things because it's not as much about min-maxing against PvP. It's all PvE stuff. It's a huge, expansive open world that you, where you have all of the 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 free solo climbing up the side mm. of the stuff. You've got the glider, you've got the gliding, you've got all of the elemental reaction stuff. So that makes all of the combat really great. Where it goes a bit further than Zelda Breath of the Wild in particular is yeah. that there are a massive amount of customizable weapons and collectibles and all of that sort of stuff that you can really time sync all of the stuff into. And you really want to do that because you're invested in all of these, these fun characters and making these cool teams and the world is so beautiful to explore. And I think that that is the key, the key thread that where some games are just kind of hollow pastiches of what they're trying to ape. There, there are a few that have come out this year that I could drag, but I probably shouldn't. But yeah. the, the the key thread that they've managed to to really grab onto is is that aspect of exploration and finding these new world quests, finding these new side quests, and it, it even if you have played a little bit, have bumped off of it because you didn't vibe with 
the the tone of it straight away. And again, tonally, I think it's very similar to Zelda as well. I think that's a really important point yeah, too. Yeah. But yeah. the once you get really dig into the world and you you get a sense of actually how vast and deep it is for the literal free asking price, that's when it starts to become really impressive. It isn't just the opening area onto that. That would be a complete free to play game in its own. In most cases, you think not really that, free and that's though, is it? that well, it is. Really? It's good. This is something that I was thinking about real Zelda, actually, that when I've been playing it recently, that mm. there was a there was a side quest in that game that I won't spoil, but as uh, I was saying to my wife that th- this side quest would be a main part of a different game. This would be oh, yeah. th- this would be the whole this would this would be on the back of the box in most games, but in 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 Tears of the Kingdom, you you just kind of do it for twenty minutes and then it's never brought up ever again. <laughs> Genshin Impact is similar in the free-to-play market space like that, that you have this you have this huge area around the starting area around that, and then you've got different, you've got a lightning area, you've got a snowy area, you've got all of the different uh, globe-trotting bits, which again is comes from comes from Breath of the Wild, doesn't it? They, they're, mm. they're, they're aping it in their own style, but it, I think it is, especially in the free-to-play marketplace, far yeah. and away the most successful Example of that. Honkai Star Rail is great too. Can't have two games, but you, you, I get your point about it being free, right? The free point is cool. But Alex yeah. literally picked a game he said now is seven ninety nine, right? Yeah, and that's not that expensive. I know That'd get you about six pulls. Well, it's too. We've already established that seven ninety nine is too much. Can yeah, you? yeah. But when I'm, did it come out? Two thousand four. I, like I like to punish myself, but Alex is like that seven ninety nine. That's fine. How long is a car, me, Alex? Roughly, if you want to do a load of most of it, I, I would say it's probably at least like twenty twenty five hours. It's 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 Zelda length, you know. That's yeah. a pretty good yeah, return. Like old Zelda it, length, it? not Breath of the Wild length. I feel like gifting Tom a Kami on Steam now, just to just to break this quagmire. I've probably underestimated um, it there. How long to beat says a Kami is thirty three and a half hours. That's pretty story. good. Forty one for the main and side. It's pretty, it's and pretty meaty high for the completionist. Yeah. Shall we go on what Genshin Impact is? No, no, because we don't know how much Genshin's going to cost. Because It's got a figure. Would you like to hear the figure? What's the figure? What's the figure? Main story, 57 and a half hours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Main and side quest, 204 hours. Right. Completionist, 569 yeah. hours. Right. How many because like... it's constantly growing, because they're constantly adding yeah. stuff on an endless treadmill in order yeah. to keep you pumping money into the system. And it is genuinely all really good. Yeah. The how many quarters have you put into it by that point? By the time you've done 200 hours of Genshin Impact, like have you spent <laughs> anything, James, or not? Have you spent anything? Uh, uh, no, I have generally not spent a penny, but I will have admit. Have you gifted anything? Ah. Full disclosure. Here we are. When right. you do, when you, when. So it's bribery. Oh, I'm not, I'm not, it? I generally don't know if I'm allowed to talk about this. So <laughs> they might be upset. <laughs> take it out take it out they they do media (laughs) bonuses to give out coins and stuff you've essentially just had a bit of a boost right yeah but not very much that's fine but for the average consumer who doesn't get gifted things like that they might have to pay money i think the honkai star rail media bonus was like the equivalent of 40 or 50 quid i think Ooh, that's Uh, quite a lot so specifically with Genshin Impact, it is a lot more. Um, you get a good stable of characters without it, and all of yeah. them are, uh, and particularly they're in the they're within the storyline. So the the characters that you get outside of it don't really appear within what you're doing. They're just kind of in your team. So it doesn't. It's not like I don't know Dragon Age or something where some people would be 
mouthing off differently and people would be going, oh, this such and such likes this, such and that doesn't like that. I love it's, your summary it, of Dragon Age dialogue. <laughs> well, that is basically that, isn't it? But such the, and such mouthing off. <laughs> <laughs> the, but in Genshin Impact, the, it's the, another incredible aspect of it, which I think pulls through from Zelda as well, is, yeah. how, is how handcrafted it is that despite the size that you're always going through uh, yeah. like actual story stuff with with engaging and interesting characters and dialogue and stuff rather than just fluff i don't think there's yeah. a lot of fluff in genshin impact which it, uh, some people might disagree with but it's uh yeah i, I think it's a great I mean, game do you know what? that free. surprises me because i like i say i played like the first maybe hour of it um i mean I, and i know it changes all the time but like at the point where i was playing it it was like you started off on a beach and then you sort of made your yeah. way to the city and um, I, I can't remember the, the, all the, the exact really details. Good. And yeah. I do agree with James that it is good, but for me it was just like when you, when you reach that gacha point of you need various materials and crap to upgrade characters and, yeah, and yeah, you can yeah. get them for free, but actually the quickest way is just to do loads of pulls and get some of that stuff via pulls through duplication bonuses and stuff like that. That's when I'm like, hmm. How, you know, yeah, I've, yeah. I've, However, been a, I've been a whale before. Because it's all PV and it's not PVP, there's no like competitive impetus to do that stuff. You're not paying to win, if you see what I mean. You yeah. could just you could just do it willy nilly, whatever. But it's like you said at the start, though. In some ways, it's less insidious, but in some ways, it is more insidious. It's more insidious uh, because you're actually having a good time rather than just <laughs> just paying out in it. Yeah, how dare them! One of the reasons I just kind of quietly uh, uninstalled it was just I I just thought. Oh, this! Uh, I'm not getting a good vibe off this. This just feels like it's about to turn into a casino. Um, and then, uh, uh, but apparent, but people, people insist it's good. Like you know, friends of mine have got really obsessed with it, and are now getting obsessed with Honkai Star Rail. So, um, Connor, uh, our lo- lovely colleague <laughs> who uh, who usually loses on this podcast, um, uh, sort of made it a point. Of, of his career to, to become an expert in it, didn't he? Well, he's an expert in lots of questionable things. <laughs> so, you know, I wouldn't take um all right okay i love how connor gets it tight on the show now when he's not even here <laughs> all right okay so we've had we've had a kami we've had genshin impact uh tom what have you got for us i thought of a really good one for this it's a game on the playstation mm-hmm. um which to be fair i don't remember much about now <laughs> but at the time i remember thinking this is this is probably quite like zelda mm. which i wasn't really that into at the time zelda but I was thinking, yeah. So, has anyone played Alundra yeah. on the PlayStation? Alundra yeah. is a Zelda clone. It's just not as good as Zelda yeah. clone is. So, I thought that was a pretty mm. good game. But I thought, actually, no, I'm not going to pick Alundra because Alex would say something like, it's, it's not as good as Zelda, even though it's a Zelda clone. So, I thought, <laughs> I'm not going to pick that. And I thought of um, Darksiders. Mm. Which, that's the other obvious one that the, I was getting. That's at. the other one that's like, it's not fully Zelda, but it is like a very action y. Mm. It was basically experience. a God of War, old God of War, and Zelda had a baby. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. And then Akami, obviously, but I hadn't played Akami, and with my own self-imposed rules, I refused to pick it. Right, yeah. so it's not worth eight quid, is it? It's not worth it. It's, it's not. A bit. Uh, it might be worth eight quid, but in my mind, I'm only paying. Is the game worth eight quid? <laughs> so I'm only paying five, but that's beside the point. So I was thinking, like, I literally wrote down a list of things that I think are Zelda games. Right, so yeah. dungeons. Lots of bosses, uh, adventure, mm. um, lots of owls, 
there's quite a lot of hours in Zelda games. Um, yeah. And uh, sort of started 2D and then became fully 3D. And I thought, ah, so owls, Sheffield Wednesday, right? They're the owls, right? <laughs> lots of lots of bosses, right? Loads of football managers, they're the bosses, right? Low, low heart. Like when your ha- your heartbeat starts going quite like loud, and you can hear it, right? And so that happens to me all the time playing football manager. It's quite tense. Um, football manager is an epic adventure. You can't argue with that. You travel all over the world, right? Yeah. Dungeons, right? What is a dungeon really, other than yeah. like like a challenge that you get something that can help you later on, right? Yeah. The I, championship's I, a dungeon. I won the, listen, 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 I won the FA Cup, right? The prize money from that, along with the cred I got from the board, meant I could buy Messi, right? And the next se- season, he scored 40 goals and we won the Premier League, right? So yeah. that is basically, the FA Cup was, in fact, a dungeon, yeah? And obviously, it started 2D and came fully 3D. So it is full manager, by those reasons I've just expressed... Yeah. I don't think you can argue with it. Well, I mean, I don't even. I, I did. I had no idea how you were going to. I thought this would be the one where you would finally break the uh, the football manager streak. But I'm uh, so pleased that you didn't. <laughs> honestly, he deserves it this week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just. I, 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 you know, I. I don't know what to say. <laughs> all right should we, just, should we just call it then all right gotta pick something play the I can't play believe pick something still going on. i've been gone for weeks <laughs> alex honestly we've recorded like seven episodes since you've been away because <laughs> we're about recording them and he's he's done it every single time and every time it's been amazing another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I've got to pick something now. And... uh... Genuinely, Tom, that was one of the best pitches for Football Manager you've ever made. And I'm I'm sat here thinking, right? Alex is glaring at me right now. I'm <laughs> sat here thinking, <laughs> what would be the funniest choice? Because <laughs> that's definitely been a that's definitely been a criteria I've gone down before. Like, well, the funnier, but you know, the you know, the the the, the sensible, level-headed pick would probably be Connor, but the funny pick is Kelsey. So let's just say. Imagine Kelsey won that episode. Imagine Sharif had said football manager for the reasons that I'd just given. Yeah. He'd be winning, right? Yeah, but he wouldn't do that because he's like a really sensible man. He'd be winning. He'd be like, oh Sharif, you're wonderful, Sharif. You're so you're so clever. Yeah, but Sharif wouldn't have picked this. Sharif would have gone with Darksiders or probably Elden Ring or something, wouldn't he? He, he, I think about Elden Ring. he would have I picked did. the Witcher yeah, 3 yeah. probably. Because there's a lot of yeah. The Witcher. Because you're a, if like I the I thought that somebody would pick the Witcher because you're a you're a sort of travelling swordsman. You're a you're a white wolf like in Twilight Princess. You said yeah, the, yeah. and you're saving a princess, Princess Cirilla, Vast, whatever or whatever. But I don't think I, I was going to pick it. But then I thought mm, tonally it just doesn't work. You could have won with that. Gone in on for you. You could have won with that. I'd nah. have gone with that. 
Unbelievable. I mean, I would have gone with that, yeah. I would have picked well, that. Well, so someone had so, someone pitched The Witcher 3, I would have gone with that, 100%. The, the, that means that the funny pick this week, because <laughs> how how much it would annoy Tom now that he's got that that, that, that little sip of hope. <laughs> Tom, to, to, to get rid of that, that would be really funny. And Alex obviously hates Genshin Impact with a passion. And yeah. therefore, that makes it the funniest pick. Because it would annoy You're right, the funny so pick right now in this moment would be Genshin Impact. I'm not going to pick it, though, because uh, it's Breath of the Wild with a casino on top, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> a gachapon. A lovely, friendly Japanese gachapon. <laughs> Do you not want some plastic ham and eggs or whatever they have? Yeah. <laughs> or like a little plastic giraffe or something? When we, when, the last time I was in... The last and only time I was in Tokyo, there was, uh, we found... Uh, I think you might have been with us on on this occasion, Alex. There was I feel this, like we uh, came out of somewhere pissed, and there was a gachapon machine that was selling something really funny, but I can't feel what it, it was. It was um, we found like an underground sort of like 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 it, it was it was literally underground. It was under the street. There was like a little subway entrance to it, and you went down, and it was just like this entire basement of yes, gacha machines, yes. just hundreds and hundreds of them. Um, and uh, and they had like yeah those weird ones where it was just like a fried egg or just like a municipal building, um, for you know for for twenty five yen or whatever. It was so weird. But yeah, I love gacha machines. But like, but Genshin Impact is uh, as you you yourself, James, in your pitch for it described it as insidious. So uh, we can't we can't give it to Genshin Impact. Do you not Impact. like a bit of insidity in your life? <laughs> On a moral level, um, but no, it is, it is a very good pick. So now it's between Okami and Football Manager. Football Manager every, is just, it has nothing in common with Zelda. Every part, yeah, but on the strength. It just had the, at least five points in common. I, uh, I rate the yeah, points yeah. quite clear. Yeah, Tom just went through it. And, 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 and Let's it, just, Jim, Jim, Alex can get very unhappy about this. Just give it to Alex, all right? I can see. <laughs> I can see. Give it to Alex. I won't mind. Right? You've done this to me, so it's a hollow victory now. No, 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 no. Yes, exactly. No, no, no. I was literally about to say as much as it, and I'm sorry, sorry to Alex. It would, it would, it abs- it pains me because that football manager pitch was the best one you have ever done, and yet Alex is is correct. So it's got to, it's got to go to Alex, who has the best pick. And it's I can't. It's my pleasure to give it to Alex. Okay. <laughs> And Akami is genuinely like I, I think it's probably the best Zelda clone. Uh, yeah, the, Dark Souls One it, is very good. Akami is is a wonderful one because it's like in many ways it's most it's the most obvious Zelda clone that's ever been made, but it also brings so much of itself to that formula as well, like the the the, the wonderful light drawing magic the art style is incredible because let's not forget the art style itself looks like a wonderful kind of uh, japanese watercolor mm-hmm. um it's uh, it's a brilliant game i've played through it like like more than once and i don't usually do that like i don't even like video games that much so you know uh it is actually one of my favorite games so yeah it's gotta be okami so okami is the best zelda game that isn't a zelda game so uh, but the second the second best is a uh, football manager <laughs> <laughs> Right. Jesus Christ. Uh, thank you very much for, for sitting through that. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, yeah, thank you very much for watching, for listening. Please leave us a five-star review uh, on your podcast platform of choice. Leave us a nice comment. Tweet us at VG247. Please suggest 
uh, podcast topics uh, because uh, we're, we're as, as we say every week, we're really running out of those. Please uh, spare a thought for Alex and James who have been reviewing, who've, who've taken their time out to do this today uh, while reviewing Tears of the Kingdom. Oh yeah, I apologise uh, to the video viewers for like the couple of hideous <laughs> yawns that I've done and the massive bags under my eyes. They are the result of of grinding about 45 hours in that game in about six days i was gonna say if you, you guys have been like playing it in like 10 hour shifts or something right like it's pretty I much James, but i have like legitimately yeah. i i just sort of said to my partner like uh i'm gonna sleep in the spare room so i don't disturb you <laughs> when i come to bed and just leave me alone basically yeah um, i'm not even gonna try and make the best of this like we're yeah. just we're just done for a week <laughs> yeah um all right and uh I, i'm really sorry for not for 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 your loss this week james but uh, uh if you picked the witcher i would have gone with it so. i know and that's the worst thing <laughs> i was taught so i was talked out of it who talked you, you know out who, of it who do you who do you think is he yeah, <laughs> talk me out of it. No, 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 you should do something else. Which should talk me out of both the Kami and the Witcher Three. Yeah. I do like the idle speculation about whether what what Sharif would have picked. Anyway, all right, we've got another episode to record. Uh, thank you so much for watching, listening, etc. Bye. Bye.